chip on the floor, man. Some neighbors were saying way too loud. That's only in the morning. Welcome in, everybody, to a brand new episode of the world famous Loose Leg Nuts podcast. I'm Evan Roberts, joined alongside Thomas Dick, and we are here to recap three fabulous races at Daytona. But the biggest thing I learned from this weekend, Thomas, is that NASCAR is back and it is back in a big way. Yeah. Um, I don't know. <laughs> I, I'm still I'm still catching up. There was a lot of stuff going on there this weekend and uh, a lot of it good. Some of it bad. We're going to cover it all right here. So let's get to it. First, we'll start with Sunday's cup race. But before uh, was it Wednesday and Thursday, we had the duels. Uh, won't get into too much detail with that, bore you with the details, but uh, Brad Keselowski and Chris uh, Busher. They bored us with the <laughs> uh, Keselowski and Busher. So RFK, Roush Fenway, Keselowski Racing comes away with the dual sweep. Uh, they were kind of, yeah, they were kind of bleh, but they did get exciting the last you know lap or two when guys were trying to go for the win. But for the most part, I think it was more about those guys trying to learn about their cars and see what they could do. Uh, especially in the draft, just because the only thing that they really had was practice and qualifying and not really a lot of drafting. Yeah, I mean, each race, there was only uh, four guys with something to lose. And those were the people racing for the last spot. And the money team got one of the spots. And then Greg Biffle, I believe, in the yep. Grambling car got the other. But they're really the one that when the pass happened, the camera wasn't even on the pass. <laughs> like they were showing the sort of meh like finished at the end and the pass happened like the most exciting part of the race happened and they had to go to replay for it. And I think they said too, that uh, it was the first time since 2003 that neither duel had a caution flag too. So you could tell oh, that the drivers were trying to be more cautious to protect the vehicle. Yeah. They don't have many of these cars yet. Yeah. You well, know? And that's why Logano's mistake at the end. So at the last lap of the duel two, busher. So there's a lap car on the bottom all the cars are single file. They go around him. Well, Busher cuts to the inside as quickly as he can. Logano tries to block him, and he just gets sent into the wall. So he had to use a backup car for Sunday. Yeah. And that, and was that about, backup that was car, question. I think, got hit by some stuff a couple times. Yeah. So, yeah. Have fun paying for that, Penske. <laughs> so let's see how Penske's day ended up. First stage of the Daytona 500. These is the Fords and the two Toyotas out front. We got Keselowski. Uh, Kyle Busch, Austin Sendrick, uh, Christopher Bell, Chris Busher, Martin Truex. Not a lot of Chevys uh, up at the front. Yeah, they uh, they said it multiple times. They were really good, you know, hey, driving by yourself, qualifying and whatnot. But they were having trouble locking up with other cars. And uh, we didn't see them out front very often. No, and then uh, lap 42, we get our first caution as Kaz Grala loses a wheel. No wheel! <laughs> <laughs> First lost wheel of the mono lug nut era. Are we calling it mono lug nut? Yeah, I think so. So, uh, and then uh, while that happened, Briscoe sees a yellow before Cendric and he lifts up off the gas. He gets dumped by Cendric. Uh, also, because the wheel came off, uh, Casgrola's crew chief gets a four race suspension and not even sure if they are confirmed for four races. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but this, you know what? We haven't confirmed that, but you know what we confirmed? What's that? The loose lug nut era lives on. We didn't think it was possible, but 
the money team did it for us. We're staying strong, baby. They we uh, we tweeted at him a, uh, a gif of Spanky from the Little Rascals throwing money out the uh, the window. Yeah, they they like that. So we're like best friends forever. And then uh, just ten laps later, we have another loose tires. Just no tire. <laughs> Justin Haley. It, it appears that the wheel fractured or broke. So early on in the race, we kind of start to see some issues with the new car. Yeah, no four race suspension for them because they actually put the tire on and the tire just broke, or the wheel. I mean, so, so. with with ten to go, uh, William Byron's in fourth and Chase Elliott's in ninth. This is the first time we've really seen Chevys uh up at the front of the pack byron leads uh leads briefly and it was six to go we have harrison burton out front in front of the program luke hillen picked him to win so everybody was yeah he did who do you have as a sleeper too or was uh todd gilliland oh okay i i for some reason i thought he picked cendrick as a sleeper but uh yeah i you know 100 who would think that's gonna come in harrison burton's first race but it's looking like it and then uh, three laps later with uh, three to go in stage one, we get our first big accident as Brad Keselowski pushes Harrison up into the air. Uh, a lot of other good cars uh, in it, including Harrison Burton, Denny Hamlin, Kyle Busch, Alex Bowman, Kyle Busch, Ross Chastain. Yeah, we got an audible, oh, crap. I think it was from Mike Joy. Um, yeah, all those guys were in the mix for the first stage, and they look pretty strong. It's it was the first time in 17 runs that Denny Hamlin won't finish a Daytona 500, which is pretty impressive. Uh, it was sadly impressive. Uh, he's passively critical of uh, Keselowski in his post-race, or, well, I guess in race, his race is post, but the race post is Post-medical care center. Yeah, post, yeah. He's he's passively critical of, of uh, Brad Keselowski. And this is where it was interesting because – to me, I thought Keselowski was a little aggressive, especially this early on. You have three to go in stage one, but you could tell like two laps prior, whenever he would get right on Harrison Burton's bumper, you could tell that Burton's car couldn't really, they would get too loose and you could kind of see, uh, you know, his hands were going all sorts of crazy, just trying to keep the car straight. And then when they go back uh, into the back, it just all hell broke loose. Yeah. I don't know if it was just wanting to make a great first impression or if he would have done that also last year uh, when he was with uh, Route or Penske, I mean, or maybe he just thinks his biological clock is ticking like Martin Truex and he needs to get a Daytona win. Yeah. Well, speaking of Martin Truex, the stage ended under a caution. He was in first, so he went to the stage, followed by Kozlowski, uh, Gilliland, Ricky Stenhouse Jr., and Joey Logano. Second stage, lap 83, two of the six Toyotas got kicked out uh, in the Kozlowski-inspired wreck. So it's now pretty much Ford just dominating in the eight spots. The only uh, Toyotas left were Bubba Wallace and Kyle Busch. Yeah. And Truex. So then it'd be three. Well, it knocked two out. There was four left in the race. Oh, yeah, yeah. I got you. I got you. I read that wrong. Auburn education. Blaney, <laughs> yeah, it knocked out Hamlin and I believe Christopher Bell. Yes, that's correct. Uh, Blaney, Cendrick, Busher, and Harvick leading the pack. All those guys are forged. We start to see pit stops uh, about 22-ish to go. Uh, we see troubles for Briscoe. He misses his pit. Chase Elliott stalls out. And then uh, Daniel Suarez gets a speeding penalty. And this was interesting because 
all those Fords came in at one time and it was chaotic, you know, all, about 10 cars trying to get in at the same time. Okay. And then when Briscoe, Elliot and Suarez and all those guys came in, it seemed pretty seamless. Uh, you know, it was just easy come and go about five guys coming in, but after the pit cycle, it's Keselowski uh, leaping to the front with Busher behind him, Blaney and Harvick. So it really worked out for the Fords uh, through those, the, through that chaotic pit stop. Yeah. And uh, it's their first time pitting with the uh, monologue. So you're getting to see some teams doing better than others. Um, it's going to take a while for them to get used to it. I think we got five to go. Kyle Larson briefly in front. That's the first time for the defending champion out, uh, out front, but he was a lone wolf, no Chevys to help him. He ends up dropping back. And then this was uh, pretty interesting. So um, after Briscoe got uh, missed his pit box, he's struggling to stay on the lead lap, but he's in front of the leaders and Joey Logano uses him uh, to pick, get past Keselowski as they're headed to the green checkered flag but he can't hold off Martin Truex who wins his second stage edging out Logano at the line. But more importantly, and something we'll see uh, play out in the final stage is that Briscoe is able to stay on the lead lap. He's looking fast. Who picked him? Nobody. Oh my gosh. I thought someone did. Uh, Luke picked him to, Luke picked him to, uh, I think Luke picked him to win. And I think, yeah. And I think Harrison Burt was a sleeper. No, it was, uh, Harrison Burton to win, uh, and Todd Gilliland was a sleeper. Oh, my God. But he picked him for the final four of the playoffs, and I picked him to win multiple races this year as my sleeper. There you go. So uh, we get to the stage break, heading into the final stage, and they promo the rotating color, color analyst for the next three races. Matt Kenseth <laughs> will get the, uh, the next race, and then uh, Danica will do Las Vegas and whatever race comes after that. I can't remember. You noticed yeah, this, this, I didn't. This was my favorite, like, non-obvious moment of the race. Uh, Matt Kenseth, uh, they talk about him. He's going to be, like, the next race. Tony Stewart has lots of great stuff to say about Matt Kenseth. He's like, you'll have a lot of fun with him. He has a great sense of humor. He knows the cars inside and out. And then they say, uh, and then Dan Danica Patrick will do the next two races. And just crickets from Tony Stewart, who... People don't know, maybe uh, Danica Patrick drove for Stuart Haas Racing like five or six seasons. Like the fact that there was just dead silence when they mentioned Danica Patrick uh, just told a lot without telling anything. She's I didn't been even notice it when the race went on, but. Yeah, she's been critical of Stuart Haas in the past, saying they didn't really support her, which is weird because they gave her a ride, even though she hadn't proved much in ARCA. But whatever it was funny i laughed i was laughing so uh on the track chase elliott and kurt bush have really long pit stops early in the second stage some of the usual uh or early in the stage some of the usual super speedway suspects emerge with 60 to go we got bubba wallace in third and eric jones in fourth yeah he always does fairly well never wins someday he will and uh that won't be Petty's 100th win. I think they've already gotten the 100. Um, um, and then we also and Ed, see uh, Chase Briscoe, who fought off going a lap down. Uh, he's in seventh, but uh, Keselowski and Sendrick are up at the front battling for the lead. Yeah, and then uh, part of this Bush Light uh, uh, accelerator program, it, it seems like it's a uh, NIL 
like type thing for women's drivers. I don't know if you people know collegiate athletics has these NIL deals and it has these student athletes doing these really bad readers uh, to make a little bit of money. Uh, but they dropped in like five or six times during the race. It was a different person each time. Well, just as something cool was getting ready to happen, they go to Amber Balkan's little reader thingy. And that's when we get uh, a small incident, but it takes out big cars. Martin Truex, Tyler Reddick, Kurt Busch. Um, it knocks uh, Truex pretty much out of the race after he had won two stages. Um, Tyler Reddick, something that had broken the rear of his car. And then he just slid all around, but we missed it because they had Amber Falcon talking. Uh, and then, uh, so Reddick gets into Logano, Kurt Busch, and Truex, and then the awesome new tires. Uh, Logano couldn't even get out of the grass. Yeah, it's so weird. The underneath of the car is so low that when the tires are flat, the car won't move. Um, and then we also see Kyle Larson stalls out in the pit, so he pits. He becomes the second Hendrick car to do that. Yeah, I don't know. I like I read all over today trying to find what was going on with their cars and couldn't find anything. Hopefully they get that fixed because uh, there's places where you pit a lot, like uh, Bristol and Martinsville. Uh, you don't want your car not starting and you'd go down four laps. Yeah. So we restart with 41 to go. It's Austin Cindric and Bubba Wallace on the front row. Uh, Cindric has his teammate Ryan Blaney pushing him, so he gets the lead with 35 to go. Uh, Wallace is getting a push from Kyle Busch, uh, who had an, who was involved in that accident in the first stage, and Ricky Stenhouse, and the two lanes are back and forth. Yeah, we got the classic, classic super speedway double foul racing going on. Uh, it's like, oh, my God, which lane's better, this one or that one? And 28 to go, look who it is. Michael McDowell, baby. Michael McDowell always comes out for these super speedway races. He's up to eighth around that time. And then 23 to go, we got classic 1980s NBA basketball playoff action going on. Bad Brad Doherty and uh, with Ricky Stenhouse in his car going against Michael Jordan with uh, Bubba Wallace. They're duking it out out front. Sadly, back in the day, Jordan always won those ones. Um, We'll see how this one works out. So with 17 to go, Wallace is up near the lead, but he gets shuffled out. Uh, of the top 10 he got left out up top uh so stenhouse busher and larson out front of a single file line four laps later 13 to go the fords are getting together to stock stenhouse we got busher harvick cendrick blaney and keselowski behind them yep and then uh we got uh uh, 11 to go you already did the fords getting together right yeah that just happened seconds ago i dazed (laughs) out but uh harvick gets hit by a huge run by Larson but at the same time Busher was slowing up to connect with uh, Harvick so it's basically a Harvick sandwich which isn't good when you're at a super speedway um it takes out Larson it takes out Harvick uh Elliot gets collected Gill and oh sorry uh Luke Hillen <laughs> uh Eric Jones up oh, sorry and then Noah Gregson, who was my sleeper pick. Very and sad. It was really sad because Gregson and Beard Motorsports were having a fantastic race. They mentioned in the broadcast they only have one full-time employee uh, in their shop, and I think they're only going to run at the super speedways. But Gregson yeah. was having a great, great race. So it's was, it was kind of sad to see him because he wasn't really involved, but 
it was when Harvick kind of swerved and he just got taken out and yeah. had nowhere to go. Yeah, and they, I mean, Brendan Gone pretty much handpicked uh, Gregson because Brendan Gone was always the guy who drove that car at the super speedways. He's he's worried about his awesome uh, whiskeys. He's big into the uh, the whiskey game out there in Las Vegas. Plus, he's got that casino out there. So he's like, hey, Noah, you drive. Noah qualifies. Was looking good. Top 10. Who knows what happens? But sad. And the interesting thing is no one, they talked to Harvick um, once he got out of the care center. And he was basically like, this was just racing. Like, it really wasn't anybody's fault. Like, there's nothing Larson could do. He had a good run. Uh, Busher was doing exactly what he did. It was just kind of an unfortunate situation. Very sad. So they ended up going to a red flag to clean up uh, the pits or the, the front stretch where the accident happened. They restart with six to go. Cendric is on the inside with Blaney pushing. Stenhouse on the outside with Keslowski pushing. And then Keslowski pushes Stenhouse uh, into the future again. So we got a second guy that is taken out by Keslowski. Yeah, uh, he takes out his teammate, Busher. Tony Stewart with a great line. We might have seen this movie before earlier today. <laughs> so the good news about this is we get overtime, which always makes everything exciting. But this is interesting because when the caution came out, uh, it was Blaney and Cendric. And at the super speedways, there's no choose rule. Um, the leader can choose whether they want the inside or the outside, but uh, you can't choose. So the two teammates get split up. Um but Blaney lets Cindric get in front, and then Cindric gets a push from Blaney uh, and Wallace. Kozlowski's on the inside, and he takes the white flag. We got Briscoe pushing Kozlowski to the front. Wallace gives Blaney a huge push, and Blaney has momentum to get by Cindric on the outside, but Cindric puts on a block and puts him into the wall. Yeah, and uh, that's how the race ends. You got Blaney into the wall, and Cindric just edges out. Bubba Wallace at the end. Um, Blaney, you can tell he's very disappointed in his post race interview, but he's di uh, diplomatic. Uh, you could tell he was pissed, but he couldn't say anything. He never mentioned Cindric by name, but he says, Yeah, a Penske driver got the win. So, yeah, some people say Blaney's too nice. I think maybe he might be. Um, but, well, the, uh, I didn't realize how close Bubba was. Oh, yeah. I was watching, you know, Blaney but, incident. I tell you, the finish line is really hard to see. Yeah. But, like, when they showed, like, the finish line camera, like, the slow-mo, like, he was yeah less than a half a car away from him. I was just watching Blaney, Briscoe, Keselowski watching that. Yeah, Austin Sindrick almost played himself. <laughs> <laughs> so, Sindrick comes away with the win. It was his first uh, race as a full-time driver. He wins it. Bubba Wallace second, Chase Briscoe third, Ryan Blaney fourth, Eric Amarola, who had a quiet day. Uh, he finishes fifth. Kyle Busch, who had an up and down day, uh, is in sixth, followed by Michael McDowell, David Reagan, Brad Keselowski, and Chase Elliott, who, gosh, he, we thought he was done a lot of times. But I thought this was very interesting. Um, Briscoe had a wild day where he got into the accident, misses, barely stays on the lead lap. He's able to finish third. But then another guy I actually texted Luke about this was Daniel Hemrick. He finished 12th and he was one that failed pre-race inspection four times. So he, at the, uh, I think they lost a crew member and I think their engineer had to be ejected. He had to do a pass-through penalty on the first lap. So he gets lapped on by lap 10. He's able to finish 12th. 
I mean, what happens if you fail a fifth time? They take one of your wheels. <laughs> I think you only actually, I think you only get four chances. Oh, that would have sucked. Yeah. I mean, there was some very quiet top 15 and lead lap finishes. Corey LaJoy also 14th and Landon Castle on 15th. And I don't recall ever seeing them on the track. <laughs> so for them to finish in the top 15 is pretty cool. I don't, I think the cars seem resilient. And they could take more punt. There was numerous times we mentioned it. I thought Kyle Busch was done four times. Like, well, then how about, like, you know, Bubba Wallace, he got hit uh, in that um, accident with Kevin Harvick. He lost his, the like, the fender that's right above the tire. So it's not like his yeah. car was in perfect condition, and they were able to finish second. And then lastly, we couldn't have been more excited for our friend, uh pat gray the jackman for the number two car they won the daytona 500 and there's a really cool photo uh that nascar put on instagram and i think their twitter it was when cindric was doing his burnout and our guys running on the infield going to congratulate him yeah he's a, a great american and a great mammoth university alum so we love us pat gray so hopefully good, he's got good. Another- he got two two good results this weekend chris busher uh winning the uh, duel and the, our guy pat gray daytona 500 enjoy that one do you think there's any coincidence that he came on the pod and then now he's a daytona five champion i don't think there is yeah i mean it's pretty clear so hopefully he he didn't party too hard but partied enough to celebrate big congrats uh to our guy i thought it was a really great race the other thing that i noticed too is there at least two cars that i saw were the flap that's supposed to like help slow the car down if they get in reverse broke off kyle bush and i can't remember the other car I thought it was Logano, but I could be wrong. That was the only thing. But I know it's, really yeah, they, uh, but apparently it's got to fall all the way off. So yeah. as long as you tether all your parts, you're okay. But like, how awkward would it be? Like when uh, Bush was like going, pushing Wallace and that thing's just flapping all over the place. That's got to be annoying. Yeah. So, but I thought it was a great race um, all in all. But uh, would you agree? Yeah. I didn't get to take any of the pomp and circumstance. I hope to see that. Uh, later this week when i watch it again but yeah from everything i saw the crowd was like it was packed and maybe it just seemed super packed because the last couple of years we haven't had a crowd there but yeah and it's the first time in two years that we haven't had weather i believe at the there time. you go so that always well, you always have weather not bad weather yeah you're like one of those guys that's like oh he missed the game because of an ankle no we all have ankles he missed it because of an ankle <laughs> Well, you know what I meant. All right, so let's get into Saturday's Xfinity race. Some excitement early on lap four with Anthony Alfredo. No glass! <laughs> we got parts coming out all over the place. Oh, I want to go back. Maybe now is not the time to mention. It seemed like in the truck and car races, or Xfinity race, truck and cars. <laughs> in the truck and Xfinity race. It goes back race, to like, oh, yeah, we all have cars. <laughs> it seemed like if a car dropped back, it can never get back up. Correct. Whereas we mentioned it, like Bubble Wall Slap 17 dropped all the way back, and then he was there at the finish. Like, I don't think we got that in the truck and Xfinity races. I don't know why. That's too technical for me. Because we've always gotten it in the past. But, like, especially the truck race, if you got off the uh, – well, there's new trucks this year. Uh, but if you got off the draft, you just fell back. Like, once you were off the draft, you were like yeah. – well, Not once you got off, you got off the draft easier than in the past. Yeah. But go on, sorry. 
So a lap 17, Drew Dollar attempts to make a right-hand turn at an oval, which we've seen that's not really uh, the best thing to do. He wipes out uh, Jeremy Clements. Uh, Dollar crashed at the end of the ARCA race, too, which means that he crashed twice in, like, two hours. And uh, Jeremy Clements uh, didn't hold back like uh, Ryan Blaney did. Yeah, he got on the Twitter machine, and he says, I quote, that's what happens when you have guys that buy rides that shouldn't be out there. <laughs> so we got a beef going at the beef. It's what's for dinner, 300. <laughs> and then just like last year, uh, them college cars are fast. Yeah, Hemrick and Dinger dominate the first stage. RCR and Junior Motorsports cars also look fast, but yeah, it looks like college, uh, like runaway. And then we see uh, Gregson controls the second stage, but Hemrick and Dinger make Lake Charge to finish first and third. So it's a four straight stage wins for Colleg uh, at Daytona. Yeah, Hemrick, first time in the Colleg car, gets two stage wins. Um, yes. With 50 to go, uh, Landon Castle decides to join the fray. So now you got Colleg's first, second, and fourth with Hemrick, Dinger, and then Ty Gibbs and Landon Castle. And then with 43 to go, we got pit stops uh, where Noah Gregson and Austin Hill pass the college cars in the pit cycle. Um, we watched the condensed version, so there was a wreck between 40 and 32 uh, to go, but it wasn't on it. Yeah, very sad. I guess you could have <laughs> looked it up for me. but And then we get commercial break. Yeah, your favorite show's back. The Call Me Cat commercials are back. With you, were, you were worried. Yeah, I was worried the show got canceled. But I will say this year, there's not 4,000 of those commercials every race uh, like there was last year. So that means that Fox must be selling advertisements, more advertisements than in the past. Or they just don't want people watching Call Me Cat. (laughs) Uh, With 31 to go, Hemrick gets caught for too fast entering the pits, which breaks up the colleague trio. Uh, 29 to go. We have a mid-pack accident. Uh, Hemrick gets caught up in it. He won the first two stages, won't win, win the race. Accident by C.J. McLaughlin takes out Tommy Joe Martins, Bref Moffitt, and others. Yeah, another guy trying to take a turn where you're not supposed to take a turn. He got a little <laughs> loose and then went sideways. Uh, so it seems like commercial breaks are longer or there's more of them. Yeah, yeah. Um... Around 17 to go, Ty Gibbs gets shuffled out of the top four during a commercial break. They come back. They never showed what happened. Like, he's just not – he's, like, out of the top 15. How do you do – Yeah. Maybe write a letter to Fox Sports 1. Yeah, I don't know. There's a lot of talk about NASCAR getting their own uh, thingy. Like once the TV deals are up and just showing all the races on their own. And I was wondering how much you would pay. I would pay like 400 a year. I don't know know if I'd pay that much. Can we expect to get a a sponsor? Well, no, I mean, if you get, if you get everything, everything commercial free, would you probably 200 to 250, 200 final offer. Okay. Okay. Uh, Dinger and Austin Hill are out front with Allgaier, Gregson, and Riley Herbst menacing in double file. With four to go, Dinger's in front of Hill and Gregson in single file. And then with three to go, Noah Gregson starts the second line and pulls even with the Dinger. They started going three wide in the back with two to go. And yeah. then 
Dinger starts to lead Austin Hill with one to go. And then we see Austin Hill with a huge crossover move. Yeah, and then that's when we get the big one. You guys have all seen the video. If not, go find it. Myatt Snyder, he gets turned around, sort of hitting the wall as he's turned around, which makes him start to lift a little bit. And then Jade, our friend Jade Buford's coming full speed at him. And he somersaults over uh, Buford. Engine parts spray into the wall. Um, it seems like the catch fence saved Michael Jordan and Bubba Wallace's life. We almost saw them getting taken out by Pistons, but the catch fence catches it. Some parts ended up in the one of, I think, Denny Hamlin's bus I saw, or he showed a picture of a bus, and there was a car part in the grill of the bus. Um uh, just horrendous accident. But well, luckily, Mike Snyder. I don't know if I did it justice describing it. No, the, we'll retweet the video. But uh, Mike Snyder was fine after it, which was surprising. Yeah, well, not surprising. The cars are uh, the safest cars in the world. True. Well, we're grateful that he's healthy. But anyhow, um, yeah. Dinger was ahead. Oh, no, go ahead. I, you read it. You're a better reader no, than you I. Talk. You no, read you more talk. than I do. No, you talked. Dinger was ahead of Hill when the accident started, but Hill had momentum with push from Gregson to pass before the yellow flag came out. Uh, if Hemrick doesn't have the pit road penalty or Cassie was able to get help up front, I think Dinger wins it. And somebody said that Castle didn't have a great history at super speedways on Thursday. That was me, and he yeah. didn't, which is why he wasn't up there. He's really good on all the other disciplines. So I think he's going to help them in the long run, and, and maybe he'll pick up now that he's in a super fast car how to drive at super speedways, but you can definitely tell like colleague when that Hemrick and Dinger were out front, they were like an unstoppable rebel force. Yep. And then with one of them gone, you're a little vulnerable out there being all by your lonesome. So Austin Hill gets the win at beef. It's what's for dinner. 300 followed by AJ Allmendinger, Noah Gregson, Riley Herbst, and Justin Algar in the top five, but Dinger got the most points uh, in the race. Yeah, good for him. Good start for Colleg. Then you got, I always want to say, I always put his last name Creed. I always want to say Apollo Creed because <laughs> I'm a big fan of Rocky movies. But uh, Sheldon Creed, uh, Anthony Alfredo, Ryan Sieg, Josh Balicki, and uh, Brandon Brown uh, round out the top 10. Yeah. I don't know about you. I thought they were good, Hamlin and Knaus. The only thing is I found their voices to be too similar and at times i couldn't tell which one was talking yeah it wasn't like the sunday race where you know exactly when clint boyer's talking because he's either yeah. talking about drinking bush light or how tootsies is the best bar in nashville uh but yeah i yeah. kind of agreed that there's a little hard to figure out who was who and then i going back to daytona what do we think about tony stewart i liked him i thought he was I, good I think he's a little too dry and stiff at times, but then when he yeah. is like funny, he's funny. So I don't know if he just needs to loosen up more. I did think it was funny. I don't know if you heard it. It was when uh, Kyle Bush was leading early on and Clint Boyer goes, Oh yeah, I got a fun stat for you. Kyle Bush has now led the most laps among winless Daytona 500 drivers at Daytona uh, surpassing Ryan Newman or uh, Tony Stewart. I thought that was pretty funny. Yeah. 
All right, so on trucks we had on Friday, uh, we don't usually highlight trucks that didn't qualify, but some dumbass on this podcast picked Jordan Anderson to win, and he, <laughs> and he didn't even qualify. <laughs> yeah, I, well, I can't make fun of you because I'm already losing our fantasy league because I didn't pick anybody for this yeah. week. And Can we start I mean, that and, over from week one or not? No. What's that? But uh, I will say I did make up for myself because I picked Bubba Wallace to win, and I, he was the highest finisher among all drivers. He was. Ever picked. He was. Uh, also, Chase Purdy didn't qualify, so I think uh, the Bama buggies cursed him. The Bama buggy curses in full effect. Get that back on your thing. You know what they call the shopping carts in Alabama? Uh-uh. What do they call them? Buggy. They call them buggies. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. That's pretty crazy. So first stage of the truck race, Simon Jeske controlled most of the stage, but John Hunter Nemechek got a pass late uh, to steal the playoff point. The second stage, Nemechek and Rhodes were battling on the last lap to win the stage. Uh, two Thorsport trucks were behind Rhodes on the outside, and they looked like they could have given him help, but they broke ranks, and Nemechek won the stage by mere feet. Yeah, um, it didn't look like teamwork there, so I don't know what's going on in their garage, but uh, I can't imagine – Mr. Thorson was Mr. and Mrs. Thorson were very happy about that. Um, mentioned it often last year. Like it was one of my up there with the Toyota development racing guy. My other biggest pet peeve between stage one and stage two, there were six yellow flag laps. Like during the stage break. Well, the stage is only 20 laps long. Yeah. So had there been a yellow flag during stage two, which it looked oftentimes like there would be, because you got a lot of you got a lot of loosey goosey drivers out there, the stage would have been like eight laps. Yeah. See, I I think the best part about the clash is like the yellow flag laps didn't count. I think that would be badass. Well, I don't like personally. I don't mind the yellow flag laps counting in race, but I don't think the stage break yellow should count. Yeah. Like it should just be 20 laps of actuals. And then if there's a yellow inside the stage. Yeah. We know people in NASCAR. We'll talk to them for you guys and try to get that fixed. So Ben, I know, I know, I don't know if it's going to go anywhere because everyone we got to shorten baseball games because the average American's an idiot who can't concentrate (laughs) for more than 10 minutes. So I doubt they're going to do that, but yeah, I personally, as someone who can't concentrate for more than 10 minutes, would like to all right uh ben rhodes and christian eckes controlled the race late but it goes three wide with about five to go and rhodes is shuffled out uh in the middle so eckes takes the lead coming to the white flag zing smith actually passes eckes and then we get the big one yeah the caution light came on right before they got to the white flag so the race ain't over they actually like they showed it like even when you're watching like there's no way the yellow went off before they did but the flag wasn't out and it was just because the guy didn't have enough time to grab the flag but they showed the yellow light was out when they were like 50 feet from the finish line so all these trucks are out for the ot oh my man grand end fingers out matt crafton's out blaine perkins out john hunter Nemechek. I don't know if you noticed all three races this weekend, somebody won two stages of the race. And then I don't believe they finished the race. Yeah. 
sad. Pretty wild. Um, uh, takes out Haley Deegan. Sorry, uh, Luke. Luke. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Happy Valentine's Day. Uh, Derek uh, Krause is out. Riley Herbs, Chandler Smith, Stuart Friesen. Colby uh, takes out everyone except for the ones that are left. <laughs> so in overtime, we get teammates Ben Rhodes pushing Christian Eckes on the inside. Parker Klingerman pushing Zane Smith on the outside. Klingerman pushes Smith in front of Eckes. And uh, Smith moves down and abandons Eckes. They take the white flag and the caution comes out. So Zane Smith gets the win. It's his fourth career victory. Uh, and he's kind of looking like Michael McDowell in the yellow loves truck. Yeah, second straight year. Loves getting a, a Daytona 500 weekend win. But it was the best push I've seen all weekend. Like Parker Kligerman deserves half of this race because he pushed at the right time. And it was such a strong push that really Christian Eckes didn't have a chance. Um, so not, nice of Parker to, to help out Zane. Zane, I don't know if you got, you remember, he's got back-to-back second place truck series uh, finishes. You know, always the bridesmaid, never the bride. But uh, maybe this is his year. So uh, Zane Smith gets the win, followed by Ben Rhodes, Christian Eckes, Tanner Gray, and Parker Klingerman in the top five. Yeah, and then you got uh, Jesse Little, uh, Ty Majeski, Danny Bone, uh, Carson Hosevar, and Maddie D in the top ten. Yeah. Stage, uh, stage points. points put – yeah, go ahead. Uh, stage points, they're important. We tell you guys this every week. Go get your stage points. Uh, Chandler Smith finished 21st. John Hunter Nemechek finished 24th. But they're both sixth place in the standings because they gobbled up them stage points. Go get you some stage points. Especially at a super speedway when you don't know if you're ever going to finish. Yeah. Get your stage points. Don't worry about the rest of the race. And then I've uh, said this before. Oh, yeah. Go ahead. I was going to say, we got to practice. We're so we're out of tune. (laughs) We got to color code stuff or something. I know I've said a lot of, to this episode. I've said I've said a lot of stuff before, but I've said that I really like Kurt Busch in the booth. I think he can explain stuff in an interesting way. I think you can explain stuff like an idiot, uh, like you're condescendingly explaining stuff to people. But like when he's explaining it, it's like, no, he's talking to me like we're best friends. Um, I would love to see Fox get him to retire and put him in the booth full time instead of this carnival of racers they're putting out there um like they're testing people out i also like michael waltrip who still i looked it up i think he's still the tallest even though austin Cindric's six four i think it's six five michael waltrip's still the tallest daytona 500 winner Interesting. Um, but i think he's really good too but i don't think you can have two like like funny people in the booth i think you need a more serious guy to balance out See, I think it would be really good to have Kurt and Clint on Sundays. Yeah, I. Either. But I don't. But know I agree. I think I think Waltrip and uh, Boyer would be too. I don't think Mike Joy could handle that. Yeah. So I don't know how many more years Kurt's going to be uh, racing, but I thought I think he he's my personal favorite. And I also like Larry Mack, but I think Larry Mack that. enjoys. I think did Larry see, Mack enjoys having Tom. Did off. you see on the little bug when they were like? Uh, it said like who the announcers were and then they had Larry Mack listed and they said rules analyst (laughs) okay Michael Pereira (laughs) I was like no he's like the 
pit crew like strategy like pit strategies like he doesn't know like the rules but it it was just funny that they just labeled him as like the rules analyst and i was like is that his job uh, it'd be funny if someday we could actually get uh, our friend of the program, used to be friend of the program. I think he's the Benedict Arnold of the program, uh, Cole Reed, to come oh, yeah. on and do his Larry, Larry Mack uh, pit thingies each week, like the last time the pit, or last time the caution flag's coming yeah. out. Type thing. But he won't do it. He turned on us. And moved. And it went and moved to smelly hippie land so to so to recap the weekend i thought it was a really great weekend for nascar we had the sellout on sunday and then it looked like we had bigger crowds for the truck next week but i'm just wondering if there's actually more popularity or if people were just there for like the experience to be there on sunday and they were like we'll go on friday and saturday too yeah well that's my whole thing if i'm coming well once again i don't have a 10 second attention span if i'm going somewhere for the whole weekend i want the most bang for my buck and i'm going to everything i can go to so i don't know why you wouldn't i i will say coming off of the coliseum when you allegedly got a lot of new viewers i was a little worried if their first thing they saw after that was the duels yeah (laughs) like i'm like oh gosh i hope people aren't watching this (laughs) Because if they weren't watching that and then they came in and watched this weekend, I think they got like a good NASCAR feel. Yeah. So all in all, I thought it was a great weekend. Got me all excited for the rest of the season. We only have 35 more races left this season. 35 X uh, Cup Series. Yeah. So that means we have at least 70. I know I watch more of the other races than you do. 70 episodes left at least. Yeah. I'm fired up for it. I'm getting my second win. We're going back. We didn't get to cover this last year. We're going to uh, Auto uh, Club Speedway. Yeah, we're going back to Fontana. Pretty fun. I think I, I told Luke today, I think I already know who I'm going to pick for my winner. I don't care about stats or where he did, but his uh, post-race. Haley Deegan? No, the cop. Uh, post-race speech after he came out of the care center was William Byron. He had a fast car, got taken out, and he said that they were going to be ready to go and go fast at Fontana. Okay. This and is I also think last... that I also think that Hendricks is going to have a really good weekend since they were terrible this weekend. Yeah, it's it, well, maybe they're the Stuart Haas of uh, twenty twenty two. Oh. Oh. Uh, also of note, uh, right before the race on Sunday, Chase Elliott signed a five year deal with Hendrick Motorsports. You should have like, put that in the rundown. Yeah, I forgot about it. Good for him. Is he bringing them Hooters with him? I hope so. And and Napa. And Unifirst? More, more Unifirst. I don't care about the <laughs> just the Hooters. Because you so know what? I don't get. I don't get. I don't get free uh, rear taillight bulbs if he wins a race. I get free Bogo wings if he yeah if he wins a race. So all right. Well, we will be back on Friday to preview California. We are back in Fontana for the first time in a couple of years. We'll be back on Friday to preview that we appreciate you guys for listening for thomas i'm evan we will see you i grew up in texas where football was my game until that racing fever started burning in my brain started running many stops when i was 13 and won a short track championship when i was just 16 i met a man named harry hyde he built a car for me 
Sponsored by Granddaddy Hill and Strilling Company. We ran in five Grand Nationals when I was 17. My Talladega finish was the start of my big dream. Thank you for the ride, Harry High. And I'm glad I had Granddaddy on my side. Has given me the brakes. I must admit she smiled a bit, but it's me that runs the race. Now you can't be a champion due to luck or circumstance. I'll do the best I can for those who've given me the chance. Thank you for 